Friday, the 7th of March, the year of our Lord, 2023, and it's just gone half past nine here in the UK. Got my two friends with me today. And uh, will Keat has suddenly become the, I don't know, the Brad Pitt of the truth movement. (laughs) (laughs) He's been out there. He's literally everywhere. He is the man. GB News, Richard Vobes, you name it, will Keat's there. Poor old Justin's children to get to that status. The old fart is here. The old fart is here. (laughs) (laughs) It's my mates, Will and Justin. (laughs) Hello, boys. Hello there. Thanks for the introduction. That's okay. I think I went a bit over the top there with regards to George Clooney. But anyway, remember I did that for you. Remember I I compared you to George Clooney, Will. Um, Come on then. And who are you comparing me to, Lou? I I, I want a little bit of... Justin, you'll always be to Captain Mannering and no one else. (laughs) (laughs) There's nobody else that you'll be. (laughs) Dear, oh dear. Our our Captain Mannering of our times. So, listen, serious stuff. You two... Are ruffling feathers. Justin's just, I don't know what Justin's doing. Justin's just schooling all of these newly awake influencers from the British media, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Will, you're just going around smouldering at people and talking about juries and nullification by jury nullification. And nullification, yeah. Yeah, and the courts, etc. But now you've decided to dip your toes in to do with the royalty. What's going on? Well, coronation, um, which I don't think will happen. But off you go. Justin. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's let's look at what's happening. Well, we have the forthcoming coronation of King Charles the Third, uh, May the sixth, and we have a king who, in twenty twenty pledged himself to the World Economic Forum, to Klaus Schwab, and he basically provided the public face for the launching of the Great Reset, which, of course, the Great Reset is bringing in, oh, where do we start? Digital ID, it's bringing in central bank digital currency, a social credit scheme. It's going to lead to transhumanism. It's all about the Green New Deal. Therefore, you're going to be confined to 15-minute cities. Oh, the list goes on. But, of course, if you want proof of this, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's happening in China. And what is happening in China is just a few years down the line for us. And we have a king who will be taking a coronation oath. We don't know the wording. We can discuss that later. But he's due to take a coronation oath under God to to pledge himself to be our first among equals. He is the first sovereign amongst all other sovereigns. He is the first among equals. And he is there to protect our common law constitution uh, and to make sure that we all enjoy our supposed ancient freedoms. Now, how can you take... How can you take that coronation oath when you are pledged to effectively bringing in digital fascism? And uh, so we have a problem, Houston. We have a problem. And uh, so we have now alerted the Duke of Norfolk, who is the Earl Marshal responsible for the actual organization of the coronation. We have alerted him to the problem that there's got to be a royal (coughs) retraction a royal retraction before uh, by the king to say that he disowns completely and the Prince of Wales, they disown completely 
everything to do with the World Economic Forum, the Green New Deal, the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and all that is planned by the megalomaniacs who meet at Davos. We want him to basically say, no, I no longer support that, and I was wrong to do so, and I will be your king, and I will work under the common law constitution, and I will protect you from politicians or anyone else. I think that's my introduction. Um, and uh, do we get a role retraction? Probably unlikely, probably very unlikely. But we are going to get the numbers now because already that letter is gaining traction and people can see there is a real problem. And we're now alerting the MPs and hopefully councillors and anyone who is in the decision-making process. They've got to know that there is a huge constitutional crisis brewing. Absolutely. Um, is, is this, I mean, is this anything, like, Will, you might be able to answer this. So I think in the next couple of weeks, or maybe it's in the next week, um, the WEF take over policy in America um, to decide when there's going to be another. And I think they take it, uh, I think, I don't know if the UK have signed up to it, but it's basically mm. the WEF deciding when countries should lock down. So the WF is taking away from the power of the country. It's a yes. World Health Organization, you're referring Supposedly, to. That, yeah. Sorry? It's the World, World Health Organization, not the WHO. World WHO yeah. Sorry, WHO, sorry, not the WEF. Yeah, yeah the WHO. Yeah. Um, is this kind of all linked together? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and obviously it's just as unlawful over there as it is here. Um, so they've got exactly the same constitutional situation. Um, but obviously there's a lack of awareness there too. Um, and uh, any, well, their United States government should not be doing what they're doing. Uh, it's completely contrary to the, to the constitution. Uh, and they, they also operate under a common law constitution, just like us. So uh, yeah, that absolutely, um, completely unlawful. So Will, where, where does, where's this going then? Um, so you've done these letters. Mm-hmm. Where do you expect it to go now? Once you've given those letters, can we take, can we take the royal family to, to court over this? I mean, what, what can be done? I mean, the, only, the only thing that's possible really is um, just, as I keep saying, is enormous numbers because they're already operating outside the law and have been for decades, if not centuries. We're already in uh, a state of un unconstitutionality, if that's a word. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not acting in this country lawfully, or at least the government is not acting lawfully. Um, and given that they're wildly outside where they should be uh, already, um, and we can go into that as well, but it, it means that really we're just in an extended situation. We're just, it's just an exercise in highlighting uh, the problem. Because, um, as you know, we've, you know, well, certainly the population at large um, has largely ignored uh, their constitution or become ignorant of it. Um, but the freedom movement, too, is also or has been, um, you know, um, a couple of months ago, uh, up until a couple of months ago, completely, uh, it, largely anyway, ignorant of their constitution, um, apart from a few who've taken an interest in the subject. And that's been my concern, is, is the, the very set of standards that's there in place within law that's meant to limit our government behaviour so that it, it, is acting, it is acting lawfully, 
it, it isn't at the moment, but so that it is acting lawfully, that's the set of standards that's meant to be in place. And given the fact that the population generally do not take any notice of that, the biggest problem is that. Is the biggest problem is that the, the people are not holding their government to account. They're not taking an interest in that set of standards that keeps their own government at bay. And so therefore you could say, well, actually, um, until that changes, until that situation changes radically, actually we're not going to make a difference. And we could make a difference quite quickly, but it's all down to the people. It's all down to the numbers. And as I keep saying, and it's not a very popular message in many ways, because th there's a slightly, um, uh, it's, it, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not spiritually adult in our society. And what I mean by that is taking, you're not, we're not being self-masters. We're not owning our sovereignty. Exactly. Uh, we don't know how to do that. Um, and, and given that that's the case, it means that we're not used to uh, setting our boundaries. Um, it's that sort of divine masculine aspect, the, 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 the masculine defense principle. And the first step of doing that is just knowing what was already put in place to help you do it, which is to understand our system of law properly. You know, it doesn't mean to say you have to go into complex legislation. That's not what it's about. You know, when I say to people that I'm in, I'm in law, that's my main, you know, um, interest now is, is, is law. Uh, you know, people look at you and think, my God, what? <laughs> that's, a bit, that's a bit of a dry subject. Well, it isn't actually. Constitutional law is not a dry subject. It's a very exciting subject because it is all about, you know, your, your rights and your responsibilities and how you conduct yourself in society and how your government behaves. And, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but I just feel that that should be everybody's top priority. You know, we should, well, particularly now, I mean, in, in a functioning society, you know, you might think about that once a week sort of thing. But in a society where we've got really serious problems and, the, and we're literally heading towards a despotic, tyr tyrannical society, and it pretty fast, you know, we're not far away now, you would have thought that people would be thinking about this every single day. It's, it's absolutely paramount. And yet, really, although the numbers are growing, I'm not seeing it at the level that I would like to see. Um, and, and, you know, it's not a shaming exercise, but it is just simply that. It's down to the people. Do they care enough about returning, to, returning their liberties? And that's the question. You know, it's just down to that. Yeah. I mean, it, this goes with everything, you know, again, with, with the battle that we're fighting with public child protection Wales, you would yeah. think everybody would be talking about this. You would think, I know if I was a child at school and my father would find out, my father would be down at that school gate finding out what the hell was going on. Yes. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, and I, this now people are going to call me homophobic and racist. This is not a race. It's just my ignorance. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the crown, Justin, you might be more of the one too. I don't know, but you're well, both, both posh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be posh. I used to be <laughs> anyway. So we so regarding as the crown, is there anything in the Magna Carta or in legislation saying that the leader of the country should be from a Christian? Is have we got any rules over to what faith? the crown could go to or who's in charge of the country? Because I was brought up that this was a country based on the values of Christianity. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we now have um, an Indian prime minister. I love the Indian people, don't get me wrong, but we've got an Indian prime minister who I don't think is Christian. He's probably Hindi, is he? Hindu. Is there anything in the in laws that state the faith of a nation and who can be who can be ruling it? Because it could it could cause problems like with the, you know, the Islamic societies fighting with Jews, etc. You know, we know the story. This is nothing yeah. racist at all. This is just me and my yeah. ignorance just asking a question. Well, yeah. my view is that religions are there for to control people. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm on a spiritual journey. I love exploring the spirit. I, you know, I've had some fantastic moments. One of my one of my finest moments, one of the most enjoyable moments I ever had was in Assisi. And uh, it was about 1978. And I had just joined the Ecology Party. And the Ecology Party had real values, unlike the Green Party today, which is in bed with the bankers and the people who are coming up with all the climate change rubbish and everything else. And the Ecology Party, as I said, had real values. In fact, the first Green Party, in inverted commas, was a party started in New Zealand, and it was called the Values Party. That, unfortunately, has also gone by the board. But the values uh, and the spiritual values, and I can remember... I was asked if I'd go and represent the Ecology Party at Assisi, at this uh, gathering of all the different faiths around the world uh, on behalf of St. Francis of Assisi and for the environment. And it was the most humbling and most wonderful experience I've ever had because you could talk to Hindus, Jews, Buddhists, Muslims, Christians, everybody, because we had a shared love of the planet and our fellow humanity. Yeah, but in our constitution, that's what I'm, all I want to know is how are they, because I don't think Charles is a real Christian. Uh, I don't think he has those Christian values at all. He's deserted. I mean, he gives the appearance of having Yeah, exactly, but you could quite clearly, he doesn't doesn't follow the word. He doesn't follow something. Something yeah, so different. so I mean, the the, the key to it, the, to this is is in loose question is is constitutionally, yeah, uh, how how much are we bound to one particular religion? Um, I think traditionally it is bound to the to the Christian uh, Church, obviously, because that that is that is the, in that. But if you look at the um, the articles of Magna Carta that are that you could really describe as our constitution. Yeah, they actually boil down to not really much more than Article thirty-nine, Article forty, uh, sixty-one, um, and there are one or two others as well, uh, and they don't specify um, about your specific faith as such because it wasn't really an issue back then anyway. Um, but but where it does start to join to the Christian um, Church, uh, and really that was because of the culture at the time. Um, is in the coronation, but it does talk about in the in the in the coronation oath. It does talk about the four God, you know. And 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 so if we're talking about um, making a promise before God, you know, I I don't I don't see that, and I don't think many would see that as binding to a specific faith, a dogmatic faith, particularly. Okay, I was um, just interested. That's well, all. Because I, I, I think, think, yeah, no, I think it it is interesting, and I think it's an yeah. important tradition. But I, I don't think, we, think that that when it comes down to the actual nuts and bolts of the Constitution itself, that is especially binding because the things that are contained within our Constitution 
are really natural law principles which cross into all phase anyway and uh, go way back into into the uh, esoteric traditions as well, uh, which is to re really to do with what is self-evident in the universe, which is your individual rights, your individual rights and everything that underpins that and the principles of natural law, uh, which is which is a big subject to get into. But it's really about the um, the evidential objective uh, based understanding, the scientific understanding of the universe of how how we as thinking spiritual beings uh, operate within that within the universe. And it's self-evident. So that really is what what the Constitution is based on. It's a it's a set of natural law principles. Um, but clearly it, it does have a. Uh, Christian foundation in the way that it's tied to the Christian church at that time. But I think that's more linked to the traditions at the time than, and the, than, the, and the, than the sort of long lasting essence of what it's about, if you sort of mean. And the trouble we do have, um, of course, is Henry VIII, disillusion of the monasteries and obviously breaking off from the, the, the Rome and the Catholic Church of Rome. So the oath at the moment is all about the protection of the Church of England. And the Church of England now has become a minority faith in this oh, country. Yeah. Look at the, the, the bishops and people yeah. uh, who uh, surround yeah. themselves with Charles and those type of characters. Yeah. They're not exactly decent preachers. No, immensely like disappointing people, actually, generally. And, and I was very connected with the Church of England myself, only in the sense, not in a spiritual sense, but I operated within it a lot because I was very heavily involved in uh, the conducting of choral music in that sort of world. Um, I taught at a cathedral school. You know, and I sort of rubbed shoulders with, you know, the odd dean and the odd bishop. And, and they were great. They were really nice people. But actually, things have really changed. I mean, even since then, that was about, you know, 30 years ago, perhaps. But um, I mean, how can we have a woke king? How, I mean, how is that going to work? Well, it isn't. It's well, not, we can't. It? Yeah. it can't work. It can't by, work. By law, we can't either. And this is the point of the letter. And you're absolutely right, Lou, is that there is a contradiction there. It's not that... Justin Walker and William Keat are saying that no. uh, it's not our manifesto, you know, that we can't have a king that does this. It's not us that's saying saying that. It's the constitution that's saying that. It's law that's saying yeah. that. Would and one so of you by, by taking by taking the oath in that context, they are actually running the danger of delegitimizing themselves and the entire governing system by doing it. Mm. I mean, put it this way, Lou, if if the king takes his coronation oath, and we don't know the wording. And the wording, by the way, is coming through the cabinet office, which doesn't exactly fill us with a great deal of hope. Um, it's coming through the cabinet office, and it's due to be released, we think, uh, by the Department of Sports, Media, Digital, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, um, that department. <laughs> and, and we're waiting for it to come. We're, we're, literally, it should be this week. Or next week it should be, and in fact, I will be approaching the Archbishop's office today to find out what's happening. You know, has the Archbishop seen a draft of it? Because we need to see a draft of it. Yes. But so uh, have you got the letter? Have you got your letter? Because well, first of all, why the Duke of Norfolk? Why does this get, um, the letter that you've written is addressed to the Duke of Norfolk? Well, the Duke of Norfolk, his his ancient seat at Arundel, uh, he is the Earl Marshal. And he has the honour, and I think his family have had the honour for quite a few centuries now, to organise state events. He organised the funeral of the late monarch. 
and he is now responsible for the running, the coordination of the of the actual coronation itself. So we've approached him because he is the one who is obviously responsible for bringing it all together, including the oath. I think his um, family must be experts in logistics or something, perhaps. It's <laughs> a great tradition in his family of logistics. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's quite amazing because it is actually a Roman Catholic family, the Duke of Norfolk. So, you know, again, going back to the Christian. So I'm, I'm hoping that he is going to respond. I should be sending off a very polite reminder. He's had the letter now a week uh, via email, and I shall be just emailing another very polite reminder that we would like a response. Yes, I mean, simple politeness would dictate that he would have to respond um, and yeah. not respond uh, flippantly um, in, a, in a dismissive way with, you know, a couple of paragraphs and... Yeah, we we take this on board and we're thinking about it. You know, uh, that's that's not really good enough. It has to be responded in substance um, and it would be uh, dishonest um, in some ways and and utterly rude not to do that. Um, So if if he's listening, maybe that will. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's listening to this. I don't think so. (laughs) We 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 are asking people to download the the letter and they can do I'm that going to, but, i'm going to attach it to the end of the post when we, uh, we uh, and we're going to encourage people to send it to their mps i sent it to my mp and i got a three line retort saying that uh, no thank you i will not be getting involved in that and please don't write to me again on this subject um yes quite um which, she, which, which is is also not um not adhering to your uh, responsibilities as a public servant. Simply well, exactly. you've, got the, you've got the Nolan principle that she's going to be reminded of, which is what a public servant should do uh, and be reminded of the values that they should hold. So she is going to be reminded about that. But no, I, I, I think um, as what, what's going to happen is that, and what I was getting around to, um, I believe that... Uh, the king will go ahead with whatever he's told to say by the cabinet office, and it will not be done with a clear conscience because we know full well what the values or what what's coming down the line as regards a, a communist party takeover, or you know at least a, a a society which is effectively a digital fascism. So if he does that, then he is leading him leaving himself wide open for a situation not completely removed from what King John faced in 1215, because the people will not accept it. What he is doing is unconstitutional. And we will be compelled to re- to go back to the Great Charter of 1215, and we want remedy. We, we want to get back to a proper common law constitution. <clears throat> Isn't that right, Will? It is. I mean, it, it, it's it, and this is why I, I've been saying that really, in a way, this is the, the only and the most important and only, therefore, um, thing that we can do, because it's really all about numbers, because they can't, st- they can't continue to behave unlawfully very easily, if at all, if vast numbers of the, the general population are beginning to understand the, the, the edges of lawful behaviour for government. If you start to understand and recognise where your government is behaving unconstitutionally and unlawfully, and therefore where they begin to behave criminally, and an enormous number of people are watching and are talking about it openly and loudly, 
that starts to put the pressure and the spotlight on public servants. And, and that's where you're starting to cause people to become uncomfortable on the inside of the system. And maybe, hopefully, you start to cause people to flip. You start to cause people to whistleblow. There are all kinds of things that will result from a very weighty attention uh, on their behavior. And that is why, and that's not a difficult thing to achieve. It's simply the fact that people have to take an interest. You know, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. Are they actually interested in their liberties, really? You know, do they, do they want to be free, the people? Because being free actually requires an enormous amount of responsibility. You know, and I'm sorry if this sounds a little bit lectury, but I'm just speaking the truth. You know, it's all down to numbers. It's all down to a tip, reaching a tipping point and sufficient numbers of people in society being interested enough and caring enough yeah. about their own liberties. And if all we have to do is increase in vast numbers, attention and awkward questions, constant open letters and, and social media activity, it's going to cause people in the media and in the system to have to think this is getting a little bit hot and I'm going to have to think about what side of history I'm on. Yeah, it's so um, difficult though, isn't it, Will? Because we've got this, we've had this like during the COVID, you know, people... They're more interested in listening to what their government said, getting whatever handouts yes. they can get from the government, whatever yes. handouts, and what's in it for them. And I seriously, from over the last two years, being somebody who didn't fall from it from day one, who's had ridicule, lost everything, the mm. public will hand over their freedoms within a second if they think it's going to benefit them for that point in time. Yes, I mean, it, it, you know, some that. will say it, it, it's all about the level of discomfort, you know, and the universe is delivering back to us that level of discomfort in, increasingly, incrementally greater all the time for good reason. You yeah. know, that's what is happening. So we're, we're getting a medicine back um, that is, is not comfortable. But you see, I, the thing is... Also... is is that we the people are too wedded to their comfort that's the thing do they really want freedom because in order to gain their freedom and liberty you're going to have to go through and do something about a it a whole load of layers of discomfort in unpicking the comfortable systems that that have been been put in place in our society where we've basically um offloaded whole sections of our lives to you know go government to go and do that you know, and it's when people say things like, oh, there needs to be a law against that. It's this kind of lazy. Yeah, thing. yeah, 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 exactly. It's, uh, it's, we're riddled with it still. Society, and, uh, has it really learned it's, its lessons? That's the question. We, we don't have, whereas America has very much that. I know, you know, you, you know, you know, both know I've been born again Christian. But what I do notice in this is the, there is a revival going on in, in America at the moment, a huge revival. We, don't have that faith anymore in this country. There isn't big communities going off to do their church, you know, getting involved with things from the church. Within America, the church is very, very much part of everyday life in every community. You know, you will have a group. Um, that's, that's gone. That is completely gone. There is yes, no I mean, I, I think I don't necessarily think it's, it has to be that. It has to be your roots. It has to be your customs. That's how a nation is founded in their customs and roots. And of course, what they will do 
is try to destroy as a nation, as a community, your customs and roots. Because without that sense of elderhood um, and all of all of the uh, the de- the depth that you have in your culture, it's much more difficult to have that co- coherent belief in 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 what you are as a community. I think that's what you're you're reaching to there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sort of same, similar thing. Absolutely, the the community and that. There's no. There's not. I don't know. Not the fear of God isn't quite right. I don't know the wording, but there yeah. isn't that that ground. Whereas you know, they have their faith. They have. They believe in in God. They believe in heaven. They believe in hell. Do you know what I mean? But there there is something holding that community together, basically. Yeah. Everyone. Well, we, that's that's completely vanished. There is absolute no one talks to their neighbours. No one, no one. Yes. There's no community spirit. There's no people helping out. Well, unless they're Ukrainian, you know, or from a different. I would, country. I would suggest perhaps that those communities do exist more in rural communities because I live. Well, in I'm rural, rural and I haven't seen that. Well, I mean, yeah, in the village, a strong community locally here in Dolgepi, up in. Uh, North Wales. Uh, my feeling is that the 15-minute cities is starting to see communities coming together on that. I saw a magnificent video on the people of Thetford literally rising up uh, and taking their, their local leaders to task on the proposed 15-minute cities. Uh, I think we know from the feedback we're getting from quite a few people now that the death toll from 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 the from the vaccines is now starting to be noticed. I think people will come together when they start to see a picture forming, and of course, one of the fears that people, you know, it's, it's easy to 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 give in to tyranny, but when you start thinking about that knock at the door, or probably not even a knock, the door being broken into uh, in the middle of the night, and you're taken from your bed and never heard of again, and you only got to look at South America to know how that happens, Argentina, you know, Chile, uh, when people disappear. And if people are going to tolerate that, I don't think people are going to tolerate that. I'm actually quite an optimist. I do believe that enough people are now stirring to realise the full horrors that could be open to us once you give in to this total digital ID, digital currency, you know, the fact that the some some artificial intelligence is going to decide whether or not you can buy a piece of meat or not because of your carbon credit system. Oh, God, what else? You know, mm. and it's all down to you're not talking to a human being, you're talking to a machine. Um, and and people, are, I think, are starting to, because they've been fed on horror, you know, they've had scientific films and, you know, science fiction films and stuff. I think people are now starting to connect that there is a pattern forming. Well, um, it, it, it helps them to see that pattern when they understand when it is that their government is behaving lawfully and when their government is not behaving lawfully. Yes. That's if they can start to recognise the standards of behaviour of their government against a clear, uh, that set of standards, which is the Constitution, then they can start to recognise quite clear and have confidence in that non-compliance they can reach a place of non-compliance much more quickly when they have that confidence and recognise that their government is acting criminally. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a fairly new notion. 
You know, it wasn't really uh, until January that I I brought out the very notion that, of the fact that the government can behave as a criminal. You know, a lot of people were new to that idea. Why? Because they think that the government is is a lawmaking mechanism, and therefore the idea that a government the government itself can can actually become criminal in nature is a bit of a a bit of a bizarre idea. But I, actually, the people had to be introduced to that idea. Many of them, many some some people in the freedom movement understood that and knew that that was the case. But it's just that clarity of understanding that there is a set of standards that's placed over the government as well. And if they step outside that set of standards, they too are acting criminally as well. And once you know that they are doing that and you can see it for yourself and judge it and that it's okay to call the government criminal when when they are and the people within it, by the way, as well, the people who operate, the public servants who operate within that system are also potentially acting as criminals as well then there is clarity in your thinking as a citizen. And at that point, you can start to be clearer in your sovereignty and your non-compliance. But that's the key. And, that's, and, the, that's the understanding. That's the reason why we've, we've mounted this campaign, is to introduce that clarity into people's thinking, that in fact, this is not acceptable behaviour of government. You are meant to be behaving in a certain way. And the public servants damn well better get back in their box. Otherwise, we will hold you to account for misconduct in public office or whatever it is. Now, if you've got sheer vast numbers doing that, that will change things. But not until that point. I mean, let's just put everything into to, to context. The population of the world is now 8 billion. Uh, Ronald Bernard, the Dutch banker who basically exposed the what happened to him was appalling. He said that 8,000 people effectively run the world. My uncle said 10,000. And my uncle went to the very first Bilderberg. He was a director of the Bank of England and everything else. So he was also an insider. And he said effectively 10,000 people ran the world. So whatever. It's roughly one of them for every million of us in the world. So they're not exactly got the numbers on their side. What they have got is the power of the media. The guns. The, <laughs> the well, weapons. Yeah, but you see, I'm not even convinced by that because I am, I am a, having served in the Territorial Army, doing my captain mannering, as you suggested, because I was a captain. <laughs> um, I, you know, the, the military are not, they're family people and they are not, they're not walked robots by any stretch of the imagination. If they see their own people under threat, I know which side they'll come on to. So I am not bothered. Yes, they, they've got to think long and hard, Justin, before that point about order following. I think there's enough veterans telling it's, them now. But it's all about veterans. order following, following yeah. orders. At what yeah. point do you stop following orders? Well, history is riddled when people turn their backs on the people giving their orders. Yeah. And I would tell you now, Ceausescu's fall from grace, um, it, it, to me, has always been in Romania, uh, Ceausescu's regime, which everyone thought was solid, suddenly people realised the, the middle yes. order, useful idiots, uh, the ones propping up the regime, started to have doubts. And, of course, they'd already made their money. They'd already got their Swiss bank accounts sorted out. And they decided the writing was on the wall and they slipped away from their jobs. They yeah. just didn't turn up. And the whole thing collapsed. 
and the but only be, only because of numbers. It was numbers. You're absolutely right, Will. Yes. It was numbers. It's and always it, down to the people and their strength of feeling around them. And and those and, and those numbers will include the armed services, a lot of them. In fact, absolutely. Yeah. Overwhelming. I have a problem with the police. The reframing in the police has certainly been very severe. Yeah. But nonetheless, I still think there's enough of them too who will yes. say no. But is there though? Sure. Is there? It's the same with the teachers. What we're having now is the old school teachers, after these policies are coming in with regarding the gender identities and these this new curriculum. Um, I believe the call, the call will go out to all those who took early retirement because they couldn't tolerate the work. Because they there aren't any teachers left. Because at the moment we've got these newly, these kids coming out of the universities totally brainwashed, thinking it's okay that people can chop off their body parts to become another sex. They, they actually, you know, they're being taught that men are okay, they can have babies. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're well. going in and they're teaching our children. Um, I don't really know, even my friend who um, is at a very swanky private school for her children uh, in a very affluent area, suburb of London, uh, she's a Christian and she's on a daily battle with what the school are, are agenda are doing. And this is a this is a private school in the very swanky part of London. Yeah. Um, no, I, I genuinely believe that the people who recently retired will take up the cudgels again to just get things back on course. Uh, I think there will be a return to real values. Um, I, I don't I think the woke we get the, the people who have been taken in by wokeism. Uh, I mean, look at look at uh, Antifa the other day when they were in Oxford. They thought they were going to come out there and 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 shout fascists at all the people marching through Oxford who were concerned about the fifteen-minute cities and so forth. And what were there were tens of thousands in Oxford, and only basically a, a small enclave of these Antifa with their ballot club. All of a sudden, they started to look so silly, so right. stupid. We, I don't and think you're in. Sorry, go on. I'm just saying, but what what we've got to now do is belittle these people, make fun of these people, show them up, show you know, to just make them realise that they're looking really rather silly. Yeah. Um, and and we and as I said, we use humour to take away the sting from from wokeism. We, we have, away. we have. There was a. I don't know if anyone saw Lewisham last weekend uh, over the Drag Time Story Hour. The the Antifa lot were actually kettling the, the truthers who were there just doing a quiet, peaceful protest. Yeah. Uh, the Antifa lot were throwing, like, launching stuff at the, the peaceful people there. Uh, you had that Father Calvin down there even Ooh. speaking. Do you know what shut them all up, though, with all the abuse and everything they were shutting and what sent them absolutely crazy? The Antifa, someone's the Lord's Prayer, forward. wasn't it? The Lord's, the Lord's Prayer. Prayer. Yeah. The well, Lord's Prayer, they hate it. Yeah. They hate it. Mm. So, I, I, we mustn't exaggerate the effectiveness of the other side. Uh, I, I genuinely believe decent people now are coming together and given the right hymn sheet, given that this is what the Hardwick Alliance, which Will and I work for, Hardwick Alliance, not work for, but we're part of, um, and we are trying to develop the right song sheet, the right hymn sheet for people to have to know how to defeat our opponents and we've got to do it with a lot of humor uh a lot of simple truth and simple facts and common sense uh, and yeah. the other side they're going to look increasingly isolated 
We have to then look also at the kids then. We have to, you know, the children, it sounds canny, but they are our future. Yeah, absolutely. And we've only got one woman in this country who's actually really properly doing something about it, and that's Kimberly. Yes, Lou, but but look what happened with the court system. Huh? Look what happened with the court system. I know we're, in, we're going in now for the uh, the appeal now. Take it all the way to. Oh, I know, I know. I, I I realize that. But what I'm saying is is that we we have to make it clear in colossal numbers when the government is behaving unlawfully. Now yeah. that is going to be your that's going to be your solution to all the different problems. So yes, the children situation is the most alarming, but there are other symptoms as well. Uh, whether it's health, whether it's education, everything, all yeah. of it. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing is that when government is put back in its box, we can all start operating again as anarchists, which is what we should be doing. And I mean that word in the proper sense. I understand. We yeah. live a life of anarchy, which means I that we, we basically, uh, you know, we, we don't wish to be interfered with and we are self-masters and we live freely, largely, with government over on the side in its box, doing the things that it does for us. That's how it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the the reason for this campaign is not because we just are all excited about law. That's not the reason, (laughs) uh, rather than children. Obviously, children are the paramount importance, but in order to fix all the problems, the purpose of this campaign is to get people to understand when government itself is acting tyrannically. Yeah. And that's going to solve all the problems if we yeah. just get in, 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 get unified and get on it in large enough numbers. Yeah. So this coronation, how do you think this is going to go down, guys? <laughs> uh, is this going to be... I mean, I can't see it going back to when it was the Queen's coronation where you had every single person in the world on the streets of England and a right patriotic... Seen, I I don't foresee that at all. No, what, I think. How do you see this playing out, guys? I, I, well, I think there's going to be protests on the day. Um, I mean, one of the things I'm slightly concerned about is that people might start to fall into the camp of the Republicans, and we've got to educate people. No, that is not the way forward. You, yeah. In a, in a common, well, I'll let Will explain that because you're very good. Well, yes, it's. I mean, you're absolutely, Justin. You're right. I mean, it, it, it's simply the case that. Um, the, the the style of the monarch that we have today is not the style of the monarch that we are supposed to have constitutionally. Now, people need to understand that. OK, so the limited monarchy under the Constitution is one of great service and humility. So you need to be thinking of people like King Alfred. Uh, and Justin talks about um, a, a, a Norwegian king. A Norwegian it, king, uh, king, King Haakon VII. King Haakon VII, who is your favourite example. Absolutely. Um, He had a plebiscite to endorse him because he insisted on it. He was a very humble man. He was a prince in Denmark, and the Norwegians asked him to be king when Norway split peacefully from Sweden in 1905. And they wanted a new royal house, and they approached the royal house of Denmark, and have you got a spare prince? And he he said, well, I'm, I'm very happy to become your king, but first I need to know if the people want me. And they held a plebiscite and yes, he was overwhelmingly endorsed. But you yeah. know, that's that's the future for as far yes, as Yes, that's I, I mean, that's the sentiment that we're wanting yeah. with with somebody who is a king or queen in this context, in this country. 
Okay, so the divine right of kings, this idea that, you know, the king or the queen is 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 directly connected to God and they they have this divine right to rule. No, that that's that is not the the characterization of the limited monarchy that this country uh, has within its constitution. That's completely incorrect. And the pomp and circumstance that we have now is out of proportion with the sense of service that our, our, our most senior public servant, which is what they are, is, is, is meant to be how they're meant to be operating. And that's what people need to remember. Now, if we were to return to that limited, that sense of limited monarchy and sense of service, that they are lent that position, that they're allowed to be in that position for the length of time that we feel confident that they are going to perform that role, you see, that's the key. Then we have, then we can get somewhere. You see, they're meant to be meant to be equivalent to something like a wise elder of your village. That's the equivalent of what they are meant to be, and that's what we should increasingly be calling for and demanding. That is the nature of our monarch in this country. Now, that's a very different context. So, all the people that are shouting for for a republic. And, and some kind of move towards a president could actually in that context be conceived as a dangerous situation because that would pull down the head of state as they currently are under the proper constitution, which actually protects our liberties. And you are then in a situation of pulling apart our ancient constitution, which is primarily there to protect our liberties. That's a really dangerous situation. And resulting, by the way, in a president is not any better than a long-term position of a limited monarchy because a president is more connected to the short-term interests of your political parties. President and there's Macron. no and the whole point of of the long-term position is to have a, an opposition to that kind of day-to-day -day interest in the administrative government. That's the whole point of the monarchy being different from the, the political system that's that's in the lower house. Yeah, there's a very good reason for monarchy, as long as it's a limited monarchy. And keep in mind also, by the way, that if your trial by jury under common law is, is operating fully, where the people are the final arbiter of law on a jury and are able to annul legislation, then that effectively takes the teeth away from government anyway. So then when you have a president or a king or queen, actually, frankly, doesn't matter so much at that point anyway, because essentially your government is not a government at all at that point, because the governing is being done by the people through the jury. So whether you then have a wise elder, more like a monarch or a president, actually doesn't matter so much. But I would suggest that the wise elder as a monarch, a, a limited monarch is better, in fact, in that situation. Yeah. So you need to be careful not to think that look, look to America and think, oh, we must have a republic and a president because they're elected on a short term basis. No, it doesn't work like that. Once you understand the context behind the reason for our limited monarchy, then you begin to realize that what we had in our constitution is immensely valuable. And we're getting back to values and principles. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and it's all about harnessing wisdom and humility. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, the present bunch, 
in our royal family, the Saxe Coburg and Gophers. And remember, for those people who don't know, they changed their name to Windsor in 1917 because Gopher bombers were dropping bombs on London. Um, there's the, the family itself, I'm afraid, has now got so much baggage that unless there is a massive, you yeah. know, let's, let's say somebody say, okay, look, sorry about everything and look, we really do understand and blah, blah, blah. And there is a genuine recant. In other words, they genuinely uh, offer their apologies, then they might just be allowed to hang on. Because, but the way I see it, there's got to be a new royal house. There's got to be a new king or queen. And, and that's going to be a selection process because, as I said, you'll be doing it not on those who want to be, because the last people you give any powers to are those people who want powers. Uh, and <laughs> it's got to be a very careful selection process to find the right individual who has uh, wisdom, integrity, and all the values that we hold dear. And just to yeah. let everyone know, I've ruled myself out because I have a model railway to build and I've got more important things to be doing. I think, Will, have you ruled yourself out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't, can't yeah. be doing that kind but of stuff. How do you feel, Lou? <laughs> no, rule out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So, you know, we're not in it for ourselves. So. <laughs> yes. But, but, but those are the qualities and the values and the principles we're looking at. And it's not impossible. It's not impossible. As I said, I look at King Hawken Seventh. And I would have gone to my death for that man because he really, I've, I've really studied his life in detail and you couldn't meet a more exceptional person. Yet nobody in history knows about him hardly. You know. We'll have to do a show on that then, won't we? Yeah. But, yeah. So what can everyone do? What can my listeners do? What's, what's, what's the course of action, Justin, Will? Well, you, we need we first need to educate yourself. You need to be on commonlawconstitution.org regularly, you know, like every other day, every every two or three days on that, watching what's coming in. Um, I'm trying to keep it up to date. You need to understand and learn the constitution. It's not very difficult. Um, and then you need to get excited about it and you need to teach others about it. And we need to be talking about it all the time. You need to be bombing on social media all the time, the other side, which means not just using Telegram, because that's our own echo chamber. We need to be you know, opening accounts on Twitter and Facebook and chucking up the memes that are on there all the time so that we can crack the other side's consciousness as much as possible. We need to be opening this up, this, this, this subject everywhere and talking about it noisily. So what, I'm, what we're trying to do is to create a national conversation on in vast numbers now it's and beginning to happen it is beginning to happen justin go on sorry you're gonna well i was just gonna say uh yes your excellent new website which is part of the hardwick alliance for real ecology it's part of the network but yes go first to the common law uh com com common law constitution.org uh but also have a look at the hardwick alliance for real ecology just feed that into a search engine you'll find it also have a look at Sandy Adams uh, and her excellent website on UN Agenda 2030, the Sustainable Goals and all the rest of it. And we also have the New Chartist Movement as well as part of this network that we've formed. Um, and New Chartist Movement also shows you about money creation, money supply, the Bradbury Pound and all that side of things. So it is a, you know, what we're trying to do is build a, a strong nucleus 
for people to take to, to to be inspired by, but then to take it out into their own local groups, organizations, whatever. We don't want any sort of hierarchy. We don't need a hierarchy. We just need a linear movement that's going to boost the numbers, recruit local communities, get people on the streets, like in Fetford the other night, watching those people march down to the city hall, the town hall, to, to basically voice their concerns. Getting people mobilized. It is about mobilizing truth. It's all about mobilizing integrity, mobilizing values, and above all else, mobilizing people to come together so we can win and we can defeat these globalists and their <clears throat> crazy, crazy plans for, for our lives. So, yeah, no. Yeah, and, and if I could just say one, one thing, if you go on commonlawconstitution.org and scroll down to the news section, there's one thing that I put up a, a, a day ago, a couple of days ago, I can't remember, called Urgent When Writing to Your MP. Okay, and that it really asked people to read that because what that's outlining clearly is not just when you're writing to your MP specifically, but any public servant, anything that they are proposing to do that would result in your loss of liberty. So if they're even voting in parliament for a measure, for a new bill, for example, that would result in your loss of liberty, it's not just that you are reminding them that you don't like it. It's the fact that they shouldn't even be getting involved in supporting something like that, because in doing that, they could be breaking the, breaking the law. They could be committing an offence. Now, that's quite a bombshell because people aren't framing it like that. But any public servant that is furthering an agenda that results in the loss of liberties for the people, and therefore an infringement of the Constitution. They need to be reminded not just that you don't like it, but more importantly, that they are potentially breaking the law and committing a common law offence in doing it. And people are not thinking like this. How so that please, with COVID as well? Sorry. So, Lots of our liberties during the, during the lockdowns. That yes, goes them as well. Absolutely. This is part of the learning of understanding your constitution and how it works. And how can people, where do people go, Will, to read and learn their constitution? Can they just put in the, 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 the British constitution and will it come no, up? No, no. Commonlawconstitution.org. I've just said that's where, no, no, that's where it is. Then you can get a copy of the That's the entire site where everything is broken down for people to understand their constitutional law. It's only when you said learn the constitution. I just wanted to people like, well, where do we go find that? And it's all on your website. Yeah. Yeah. It, we, but it is learning the constitution. The constitution breaks down into three things, basically. Okay. It's the fact that you have a natural law tribunal in the form of a jury. Uh, you have a, an arm of government that creates legislation that can't punish by itself, but simply flags people up to the court. That's it. And then the, and then the third thing is that you have a head of state who is basically a wise elder, a public servant that promises in perpetuity to keep all of that in place. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's your constitution. But go on commonlawconstitution.org and understand it, start to read it, because you'll find it fascinating. And yeah. then you'll get light bulb moments where you'll suddenly think, my God, when I was talking to the police the other day, or I was talking to my councillor in the, in, in, in the local council, or when I was talking to my MP or whatever it was, now you can reframe things differently. 
So go on that website and look for the, the, the thing that says urgent when writing to your MP. And that explains it really clearly. Super. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna enclose this and and, and could I just quickly come in just one quick one? Uh, we've also introduced on the Hardwick Alliance a thing called the Truth Tree. And on that, you will find lots of links to all different other organizations that we know, including yours, Lou, um, that are supportive of that truth tree. And the truth tree is simple. On one side, you have freedom. On the other side, you have tyranny. It's all the things that are contributing to the tyranny. And all on the other side, all the things that are contributing to freedom. And it's now good versus evil. There's a razor blade between the two. There's no wall to sit on now to prevaricate and to try and consider things and, you know, try and not make decisions. No, we have to make a decision now. Which side of a tree are we on? The good or the evil? The freedom or tyranny? And so that tree can be downloaded uh, and it's a useful thing to have to show people and to send to people. But yeah, so those are the two things. But Will's new website is yeah. brilliant. I will. I, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. The Hardwick. Go on, just repeat the Hardwick Alliance. So you've got the Hardwick Alliance for Real Ecology, and I, I can't remember what the. Can you remember what it is, Will? I think it's HardwickAlliance.org or something, isn't it? Yeah, HardwickAlliance.org, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's HardwickAlliance.org, uh, and then of course you, as I said, you've got the CommonLawConstitution.org. Yeah, I'm just uh, getting. Well, I'll put all the links in for the uh, after we've done the show. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, it is honestly, I, I feel very optimistic the way things are coming together. We've got a long way to go. No complacency at this stage. But the ship is starting to turn. The super tanker is starting to turn. People are starting to wake up. Uh, and, and we're seeing this around the country. So the new you know, the overall picture is one of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're doing pretty OK. But we've got but it's going to it's going to involve there. work and it's going to it's going involve, involve reading. Work. Yeah. So yeah. it's all I don't like using the word hope. I'm trying to avoid using the word hope because the empty rhetoric that comes from politicians yeah. is always hope and change, hope and change. Yeah. We are about truth and solutions, truth and solutions. Indeed. Brilliant. Brilliant. So what's next for you both? Uh, Will, have you been like, signed up to take a lead starring role as some superhero since your rise to fame? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, I... it's getting busier and busier, but, um, you know, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. And um, I'm going to go a little deeper into this subject uh, increasingly, probably on my own with my own stuff. Um, so I'm doing some writing at the moment um, I, and I probably will be I'd like to, to run some courses, actually. Um, but that will be sort of deep, deeper material that people who are really tuned into this kind of stuff might might be able to hitch on to if they want to. But, um, yeah. That's fantastic. What about you, Justin? Are you just it's, going to go and irritate It's gathering the clans is, is my uh, forte at the moment. Um, I mean, obviously, the Bradbury Pound and things like that is still important. You know, the sovereign money for sovereign people, debt-free, interest-free, sovereign money. I'm still promoting that, but I've got other people helping me on that front now. Uh, no, the main thing for us is getting people together. Uh, I mean, you've got we've got people like Neil Oliver who's doing a brilliant job. Uh, you, James Dellingpole's doing a brilliant job. Uh, Richard Vobes is doing a brilliant job. These people are, you know, we're all working together, and that's that's what's so important. We're working together in complete harmony, 
Uh, and of course, the most important thing is now encouraging other groups and other people to come on board. Uh, and as I said, Hardwick, we're providing the song sheet, if you like, the hymn sheet, so people yeah. can see this. Most of us have done decades of research. I mean, I've been at this for 30 odd years. Yeah, same, same with you, Lou, as well. When yeah, you right, were, exactly. You the thing right is, when you're on the beginning. media arm of it, you get silenced. So yeah. it's very lucky that those guys, they've just woken up. So they've got their big platforms already established because they've been in the mainstream and they're just waking up. So obviously they've still got their listener. For someone like myself, who've yeah. been coming along at this for 12 years, yeah. uh, it's not a kick in the teeth. But it really does go to show, oh, someone's a celebrity and we just get shoved aside. And that's just with everybody, which yeah. I understand they, they do have that platform because they've only just woken up. One day it would be nice for people within the truth movement who have given up everything to yeah. just be appreciated now and again because yeah. we get silenced. As you know, Liberty Tactics, people are complaining about being cancelled on PayPal. We were, we were cancelled two years ago. We... Yeah, yeah. We have been wiped out and we don't get a look in because of these new guys now coming forward. And I understand it. They've got those platforms because they've been on the mainstream. They're waking up. Yes, but it's the depth of of knowledge and the experience. So, Lou, you you have that. You've had that experience. You know, you started right at the very beginning. We don't get anywhere, you see, because we don't have the funding. We don't have the funding. These guys have got their... And it just, yeah, hopefully one day we will, Liberty Tactics will be flagged up with the work we've done. But at the moment, that doesn't happen, which is sad. It really is sad because we've, you know, we've we've been consistent. We've never strayed from the path. We've never gone off on the wrong direction. We've been focused on this. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, and this is my issue. It's no, nobody else's, no one's done anything. It hurt. it's painful when you see people just come out of mainstream, they're waking up and then you just get forgotten about. You're just like, well, hang on, what about people who've actually been working and researching all these well, years? That, that, that is why. But it is what it is. That's our yeah. story. But so. if you look at, the, if you look at our truth tree, story. you'll see that you're not forgotten and all those people who have been involved we're all sticking together, and that's the important thing. It would be lovely to get some of these guys on. To, I mean, I've had James Delling, Paul on, and Richard. They've been fabulous, but we've been trying to get in touch with Neil Oliver ages just to interview him, just to find out his story. But he doesn't. Yeah, it, well, I'll it. put in a good word for you. He is absolutely inundated. I and can that, imagine. That is, it, it, I mean, he's seriously inundated. And he's also, I mean, I hope to God I never have to walk down a street and be recognized. He has to suffer, you know. I mean, it's lovely in one respect, but he had people coming up to him, hugging him in tears, you know. Uh, yes, he's had a lot of that. And, yeah, and, yeah, it, yeah. and he finds it very difficult, actually. It's very hard. You know, he wants to help, but it's it's really tear-jerking, some of the stories that he's getting from people. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's a good I'm side to it, but the, not a good I mean, side to it. You know, it's he's on GTU much. still, which is incredible. Lawrence Fox has me in stitches because he, do you know what? He has been absolutely, he's been very supportive to us and the mums of Wales. I, I like hats on. Yeah, Lawrence is a good man. I haven't met you Lawrence. People won't touch, no one will touch Kimberly. But he's like, no, this message's got to go. And he had him on his, on his, um, on his reclaim channel on his YouTube, he doesn't care. And he keeps saying, I hope they sack me. So um, I hopefully Lawrence Fox will, will find, hopefully Lawrence Well, Lawrence, Lawrence, and Neil, Lawrence and Neil are very good friends. And exactly. uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Lawrence, actually. I've not, I've not talked right. to him yet. So. He's great. I'm going to be talking to him again, hopefully, though, like within the next few weeks. That's the plan anyway. Mm. 
So, yeah, very, very good. But you're doing amazing work, Justin. We've known each other a long time now. Probably well, thanks, Lou. As I said, we're all going to have a celebration. One day, I envisage us, I don't know where we're all going to hang out in Buckingham Palace for a big party. Or, oh, we don't want to go there, too. That needs just to be pulled down. It's too many well, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's... Right. I, I, I think it's know. time, time, time for another fish and chips on the on the on South Devon. I Beach think Ryan, it isn't is. It? I think it is, and I think we need to get <laughs> and make America great hat out again. Yeah. <laughs> My dogs, do you know what? The bloody dogs ripped them to shreds. My son thought that was highly amusing, and I came back in and I just had bits of my Make America Great hat scattered around the house. So. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely we definitely need a day out soon. We'll go out for a fun day out somewhere. There was that occasion when when we all put our Make America Great hats on again. I uh, got and, and when Justin was was I think you were doing a job in a charity shop, weren't you? Because you were supporting. That's a, right. We went to the job, yes, didn't yes. we? And you were in there for a for a shift for the for the day, and we, we decided yeah. Brian and I and <laughs> Lou decided to turn up. Brian <laughs> wouldn't wear the hat though. Brian wouldn't wear the hat. No, no, my my takings my takings definitely went down on that day. <laughs> there you go. All about, as you say, it's fun and making new friends. That I'm very very lucky to have known you guys, and you've been very supportive to us. We want to continue supporting everything that you're doing. Um, and actually, if you want to send the logo over for the hair, um. If yeah, well, I'll do all that. I will put that on the front page of Liberty Tactics because we still get around a thousand hits a day, even if I'm not working social media. Oh, well done, nice. So and, we and, have- and I have we we had a lovely compliment about the Hardwick Alliance logo because it is the hair. Obviously, Hardwick Alliance and Real Ecology spells hair. I bet Clyde hair, loved it. Look, looking at the signposts between tyranny and freedom, and one wit said to me, she was a lovely lady. She said, "You know that logo is so lovely." It is Klaus Schwab meets Beatrix Potter. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, listen, why don't we get you on just before the coronation? It's not till May. Yes, um, yes. We'll give you an update. Yeah. If not before. Will, what have you got coming up? Have you, you know, are you booked for touring the country? What are you, have you got any... <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm just at that stage now where I'm having to think I need to do some deeper things, as I was saying, some courses, that kind of stuff, writing a bit more. Uh, But I've got to keep those things going too. interviews. um, You know, they'll carry on. But um, it's it's too busy really on that. And I'm going to have to say no to some people won't be to you. That won't be uh, no to you, though. So we'll definitely do another one. Um, And uh, yeah, but it's just just a case of juggling things, really. But that's all right. We can do that. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Justin, what about the Hardwick? What are you up to? What are your plans? Well, we're, I'd like to get Rose on, actually. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it is a case of now we'll just see how things develop with the coronation and then we will see how things develop after the coronation. Yeah. Because obviously Article 61 is hovering in the wings and uh, who knows? Um, I, You know, this is this is going to be very interesting real history is about to be made. Um, So, yeah, I think it's all a case now of being ready for after May the 6th. Amazing. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on the show today. And, Will, just one more time, your website, please. Commonlawconstitution.org. Justin? Hardwickalliance.org, I think, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. It is.
Is there any special little song? Can we play a song out for you? What can we all agree on that we like? Close the show. I'm sure you've got a suggestion. You've got something in mind already, Lou, I'm sure. I haven't actually. I haven't actually. Well, I could, I could come up with someone, but, it, it, you know me, it would be taking the mick. I know. Absolutely. Well, my, my song, which I've always liked, is John Denver, John Denver singing I Calypso. Uh, or, or who who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? For, all for, right, yes, okay. For Justin, you know, for the, for the dad's army theme, I think. Yeah, I think that's all You are kidding, Mr. Swab. Yes, yes I think yeah. that's what we'll play out with. <laughs> Guys, thank you so, so much for coming on the show today. Pleasure. Uh, I'll Pleasure get this to over with. to you. I will get this over to you afterwards. And everyone, come on, guys. We've got to we've got to stand up. Stop sitting around, doing nothing, sitting on Facebook. Get out there. Start talking to people. Get people to understand our constitution <clears throat> and have fun. <laughs> Lovely. Um, just to say, why? Can I just ask both of you your thoughts? Why now the lockdown files? Why they've been sitting on this? They've had it long enough. Why now? Do you think? Distraction. Yes. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, Distraction from something much more serious. Yeah. yeah. Right, we don't yeah. know what it is yet, but watch this face. Yeah, I mean, we were... We've been told by one or two people to expect a major false flag at a, at a, at a well, point to distract. But well, we possible, possible. Possible, possible. Yeah. You know... Oh, no, we, I'm, I'm fully expecting know. that. Fully expecting yeah. The main thing is we just tell people not to take their eye off the ball. And the Constitution is the thing they must focus on now. Because with the Constitution, the common law Constitution, we can defeat them very simply. We have the well, numbers. And in the meantime, they've got to be supporting the, the you know, the, the, uh, regarding the children. Because the, the problem is with the kids, there's no time to waste. So many kids already have had their minds warped and are going to be screwed up, believing the nonsense that they're being taught in school. When it comes to that, there is no time to wait. Everyone does need to get to the Constitution, but they also now need to start doing something at school games. It's your, it's your Constitution that will do that to a large extent, though. Yeah. That's the key. That's the th going to be the thing that's going to get the government back in its box. But so that is, that is the solution to it. Yeah, they can be talking at the school gates to get other people more engaged. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Which is what needs to be done, you know. Do does every parent who's waiting outside the school know what's going into that? What's being taught in their classroom? If they don't get there, start talking, talking. Don't shove it in their faces. Talk, plant seeds, and you know what? Planting seeds is far better than going full on in. Trust me, I've been there, lost everything because I used to go like a bull in a china shop with it. Plant seed, get them thinking. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. So. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Lou. Hey, I will enjoy it. Get you on soon. Uh, we're going to play out with uh, Who Do You Think You're Kidding, Mr. Hitler. And I will be back later on. We're talking about Tesla technology. And we're actually speaking to another member of the DeKal family. The lovely Jack DeKal, Clive's son, is going to be joining me later on today. And then even later on, we've got the wonderful Roy Davis back with all the geopolitical goings on. So a full packed day of shows today for me. LibertyTactics.co.uk. If you do want to support us, we are not on PayPal. We have been cancelled everywhere, but we do have a little section on the website where it says support us. And there are options there. If you would like to support the work that we are doing, we would be very much 
grateful for that. That's it now. Thanks, guys. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler, if you think we're on the run? We are the boys who will stop your little game. We are the boys who will make you think again. Cause who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler, if you think old England's done? Mr. Brown goes off to town on the A21, but he comes home each evening and he's ready with his gun. So watch out, Mr. Hitler, you have met your match in us. If you think you can crush us, we're afraid you've missed the bus. Cause who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler, if you think we're on the run? We are the boys who will stop your little game. We are the boys who will make you think again. Cause who do you think?